Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. I fall. <laughs> day by day, I'll fall more clearly. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> welcome, I mean, good morning, Unity of Farmington Hills. <laughs> and welcome to all of you who are visiting today for the first time, because like we grew up in my mama and daddy's house, and now in my mama and my, my second mama's house, if you come a second time, you're no longer a guest. <laughs> you're family. <laughs> so those of you who are watching, those of you who are new in um, the sanctuary, thank you for coming to join us. I hope you really enjoy your time here and your, um, the service as well. If you are new, please pick up a welcome packet on your way out so you can learn more about our church. Oh, man. I am so excited about today, because today's somebody's birthday. <laughs> and I love birthdays. I really do. I get so excited about them. And, um, and then I downplay mine, so I'm going to be excited today. Today I'm excited. Yes, yes. <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> so I want to invite everybody to come down to the social hall today after service for fellowship. And even if you have to leave quickly, please come by and say hi to me because some of you leave out the front or up the, out the top, I mean, and I don't get a chance to acknowledge you. I may see you in service, but I really would like to acknowledge you. And I want to let the visitors know, those of you who are no longer visitors but now family, that our church usually is full, but we got summertime going on, so people are on vacation, so just so you'll know. And people like watching, too. They're getting lazy. <laughs> They're watching, watching, too. So... We have a few announcements, and then we'll get on with our service. On Wednesday, August 17th, we are having a gong meditation with Christopher Davis, who is a pretty popular um, gong meditation facilitator. And it's going to be in person only because that's the only way you can truly get the benefits of it. And the, the suggested love offering is $20. Everyone is welcome to join us. I promise you, you will have a beautiful experience. He calls it the sound wave gong immersion, and it really is an immersion in the song, in the uh, gong. And on Wednesday, September 7th, 
We are having our World Day of Prayer service. Normally we have meditation that evening, but we're going to have our World Day of Prayer service at 7 p.m., and it'll be led by our prayer chaplains. I'm excited because this will be the first time our prayer chaplains leave one of our services, so I'm excited about that. And then also, um, Unity World Headquarters is having their World Day of Prayer service as well. It'll start on September 7th. It's a 24-hour online service that will uh, last until Thursday. So it starts right after our service. It's 7 p.m. Central Time, but 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So you can still have time to get home and see their service as well. And if you want to uh, participate, you have to register by going to go.unity.org slash WDOP. My next class is coming up. It will be in, it's, it's entitled Know Thyself. Uh, is it up there? Yeah, it's up there. Okay. I, I'm used to seeing it on the monitor there. Know Thyself, and it'll be from September 13th through November 15th. It'll be on Tuesdays uh, from 6.30 p.m. to 8.45 p.m. And so join me for this 10-week journey into a deeper understanding of prayer and your higher self, which is the Christ self in you, the God in you, and also so that we can go into a deeper understanding of what our life's purpose is. And then on August, I mean, on September 18th, we're having a silent auction fundraiser uh, for the Equal Justice Initiative organization, which is founded by Brian Stevenson. We've been in our critical conversations. We've been having some really deep conversations. And Brian Stevenson is a, um, a lawyer. He's a public interest lawyer who has been doing a lot of work for uh, black and brown people who have been wrongfully, wrongfully um, incarcerated, put on death row, don't have money for legal representation. So one of the most amazing ideas I heard came from Vic Victoria Eurista. Y'all call her Vicky, I call her Victoria. <laughs> and she said, why don't we do a silent auction and raise money for that? So that's what we're going to do. Our goal is $5,000. Why not go big, right? And it will, be, it will be on September 18th in the morning before service. You can go down and look at the items and do your bidding. And then that'll be from 9 to 10. And then after service from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. So that way we can have other churches come join us as well. We're going to have an early start for those people who want to come see it ahead of time. You can come in a week before, and all the information's up there, too, for this. You can, um, what we're asking is if you want to bring in items to donate, please do that starting next week, July uh, 17th through September 6th. So on Sundays, Lois will be, can you stand up, Lois, please, so they can see you? Lois will be here to receive your items on Sundays from 10 a.m. to, I mean, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., and then from 11 to 12.45. And then on Tuesdays, uh, Victoria will be here. She's standing up behind. The, she'll be here from 2.30 to 4 p.m. to get your items. So I already have some stuff, some amazing stuff, and we got some talented people in this church. If there's some way you want to donate something, please do so. We want to make this amazing. Is this, this isn't our first silent auction, is it? We've had a silent auction before, haven't we? No? It's our first silent auction. So I'm excited. Yeah, we can clap to that. So you see the suggested items that you can donate. Think of something creative. Please share. And we do need volunteers as well. So Victoria, Eurista, Sharon Lewis, and um, Lois Jones are our planning committee right now. And we're going to elicit Eileen. She don't know it yet. And Faith is already helping. Because Eileen is the promotion of uh, connoisseur, or however you want to say it. And then uh, Faith is going to be helping, too. Media queen. Media queen. Thank you, thank you. What else? Uh, that is it. To stay abreast of what's going on at our fabulous church, please visit our website, unityfh.com. Go to our Facebook page. Um, which I want to thank you, Faith, for always putting stuff on the Facebook page and all of that. And I want to thank Mr. Lauren for putting our videos, the shorter versions in the videos, on our Facebook page as well. Thank you for that. You can read through our weekly newsletter because Matthew lists everything. And scroll down to the bottom because it's a lot we're doing at our church. So if you want to see what's going on, scroll down to the bottom. Our prayer chaplain for today is Sharon Lewis. Uh, Sharon, can you stand up? Uh, is it Sharon? Am I wrong? It's Eileen. Eileen, okay, we must, I must have missed that, that thing. Eileen's going to be doing it for today. 
So um, she'll meet you in the back corner of the church if you'd like to pray with her. So what I ask is when we finish the service, let's leave on out so that they can have peace. Plus, I got to do a recording real quick before I come down to meet you guys. All righty. So as we uh, listen to our music team sing Surely the Presence, let us open our hearts and our minds to hear the daily word and for our opening prayer. <clears throat> I know I said a mouthful. I'm going to have to move these down. of my parents is in this place too. My daddy and my stepmama. So. All right, let us go ahead and um, take a deep breath so that we can receive the daily word for today, Sunday, July 10th, 2022. The word is generous and we affirm, as I give, I share God's abundance. Let's affirm that together. As I give, I share God's abundance. And the message reads, the limitless resources of infinite spirit flow through my loving heart and clear mind as a never-ending supply of divine ideas. I always have all that I need to live abundantly, and I share my abundance with others joyfully and freely. I give generously of my resources, talents, Skills, happy to, talents and skills, happy to support those I care about. I am generous with praise, gratitude, and encouragement. I give generously of my time. I am a good friend, a devoted family member, and a compassionate listener. Whenever I give with, without thought of reciprocation, I center myself in the divine flow. I am a grateful, trusting recipient of spirit's unfailing generosity and a conduit through which all of God's blessings flow. The scripture for today comes from Proverbs 11:25. A generous person will be enriched and one who gives water will get water. Let us pray. So I invite you to gently close your eyes with me. Take a deep breath. Center in your heart, right in the center of your chest. Tuning into the presence of God there. And as you go within, allow yourself to release everything in this outer world that we may sincerely come with clear hearts and minds before the throne of God within our very hearts and minds and body temples. And God, as we come before you right now, we thank you for every single way that you bless us, the ways that we know and the ways that we do not know. We are grateful for all of the ways that you subtly remind us of your presence. And it is our commitment to continue to remain present to your presence and open to your guidance. We right now allow our human understanding to release and decrease, opening ourselves up for a deeper spiritual understanding of your message for today as we go through your scriptures. And let us take another deep breath. And we breathe in your breath, God. 
knowing that we move and breathe and have our being not just with your breath but in your spirit take another deep breath and as we move and breathe and have our being in you God we know that you do the same moving and breathing and having your being in us we just sit in that knowing just for a minute or so we tune in deeply we commit to trying to stay as present with your presence within us as we can throughout this day and the rest of our lives as we move into a deeper relationship with you loving you with all of our heart mind soul and strength as we learn through loving you how to love ourselves and others the way we love ourselves Thank you, God, for your mighty gift of love. Thank you, God. We lift this prayer and close this meditation in the name and nature of Jesus Christ. Thank you, God. Amen. And now let us affirm our growth affirmation together. God is all, both invisible and visible, one presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now let us affirm our U of H growth affirmation with some gusto like we know, we know that we know that it's working together. <laughs> We give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Amen, amen. <laughs>
So let's flip the script. We're no longer waiting on the world to change. No longer. I'm sorry. Even with Debbie here, too, you just blend right in perfectly. Thank you. <clears throat> wow, wow, wow. Uh, that's one thing that we, we do kind of do is wait for other people to change for us to be happy, don't we? <laughs> wait for things in the world to change for us to be happy. And that's not what we're supposed to do. We're created to uh, make our own happiness and be our own happy person, uh, no matter what's going on in the world. <clears throat> that's what it means to have heaven on earth, right? that no matter what's going on in the world, you still experience heaven, right? So I heard this little joke about this, um, this minister who was talking to one of his parishioners. And he said, you know, when I, the older I get, it seems like I keep thinking more about the here and now. And she said, really? Why do you say that? He said, because I go into my room a lot of times and say, what did I come here for now? <laughs> <laughs> right, I just have one because I told that joke wrong. <laughs> but it still turned out funny. <laughs> it's supposed to be the hereafter. What did I go in there looking after? <laughs> oh, well, anyway. I know. <laughs> and I'm still, I'm still the funniest comedian. I know, so it's still funny to me. <laughs> Whether I said the right way or the wrong way. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, anyway. So as we were saying last week, we started a um, series, well, it was a two-part series on the uh, spiritual understanding, and, and what I wanted to do is just go over a little bit more. In July, for unity, it represents the spiritual understanding of spiritual, I mean, a spiritual faculty of spiritual understanding. That's one of the powers that we have is spiritual understanding. And each one of the disciples, if you look at the disciples and you study them, they have a metaphysical meaning, a spiritual meaning of what they represent in your consciousness. The 12 disciples represent the 12 power or symbolize the 12 powers that are spiritualized when you tune into the God in you and you follow Jesus' teachings to, make, to move you into a, a deeper expression of the God that you created to be, the heaven on earth, the Christ inside of you. Jesus said, these things ye shall do, greater things than these ye shall do. So the things that Jesus did, listening and hearing and demonstrating through the Christ in him, we are able to do as well. But you can't really do it if you don't understand, Right? And so we went through that where we were saying that we've already zoomed through this year. So if you look at the first month is January. For us, January represents faith, and the disciple that represents faith is Peter. And then the next month is February. February for us represents strength, and the disciple that represents strength is Andrew. That is Peter's brother. And then when we go into March, March represents wisdom for us, and wisdom is James, son of Zebedee. And when you keep going, when you go into April in, the, in unity, April represents your spiritual love, your feeling of oneness. And the disciple that represents that is John. John and James, son of Zebedee, were brothers. 
Then you move into May, and May represents your spiritual power. God said that we have dominion over this world, but the dominion that we definitely have power over is our own world inside of our mind. And that represents Philip. Philip is the disciple that represents that power. And then when you go further into June, June represents the spiritual um, imagination. All things are created in the mind of God. All three things are created in spirit first. So you think about it first, and then you image it first, and then you do it. And so that represents Bartholomew. When you read in the Bible where Jesus talks about that disciple, his name is Nathaniel, uh, Nathaniel, and he says he saw him under the fig tree first, which represents Jesus' spiritual vision, which we all have as well. If you tune into what God's saying and God's, what God is um, communicating within your, the still small voice within your heart, it comes through images and the divine ideas on what we're meant to do, how we're meant to be, how we're meant to live, come through those images, you interpret those images, and you be that expression. Does that make sense? As you think upon those things, so as you're reading the Bible even, and you're looking at the things in the Bible, every single name, every single place, every single aspect in this Bible represents something spiritually. It's not just something that a story that happened. There's something spiritually that's occurring as well. And one of the things that we say in unity, which uh, Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, who are the founders, said is that every aspect of the, kind of the spiritual meaning of the Bible represents something that's going on inside of us. Something that's going on inside of us. Some type of le lesson that we're meant to learn in our life. So every single biblical story has some type of message in it. And Jesus took it even further. Jesus used parables. He used precepts, parables, miracles, and his example to teach through his teaching ministry. And parables, if you want to put it in a simple meaning, are earthly stories that have, have heavenly meaning. And what he did the most that I really love about him, Jesus was a bad mama jamma, I'm just trying to tell you. But what he would do is he took stories that represented earth, regular circumstances and situations that they were going through in their time. And he shared according to those situations, those stories, what, something they could identify with to get their attention. And then once he got their attention, he took it deeper. And so we went into last week, we went into the study on Matthew chapter 13, verse 10 through 17, and the title of my talk last week was Spiritual Independence Through Spiritual Understanding. I'm going to do part two to that, which is Spiritual Independence Through Spiritual Understanding, Softening the Hardened Heart. And so let me go ahead and read the scriptures from uh, Matthew chapter 10, 13, verse 10 through 17, and then we'll go in deeper after that, because we did some of this already. I want to complete it. The disciples right now are asking Jesus, why is he starting to talk in parables to, his, uh, to the followers? And he, they say, he said, verse 10, his disciples came and asked him, why do you use parables when you talk to the people? He replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. To those who listen to my teaching, more, more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. Verse 13, that is why I use these parables, for they look, but they, do not, they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. This fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, when you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, <clears throat> you will not comprehend. For your hearts, for the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear. And they have closed their eyes, so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear. <clears throat> I should have brought water up here. <clears throat> My voice cannot speak. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <clears throat> and I'm reading from the New Living Translation, by the way. Go on, we're going on. And their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me, and let me heal them. But blessed are your eyes, because they see, and your ears, because they hear. I tell you the truth. And every time he said, I tell you the truth, like I said, he always was going to drop some kind of nugget for you to go into deeper. He said, I tell you the truth. Many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but they, do not, they didn't see it. And they longed to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. <clears throat> Let me just uh, stop for a second and pray.
Thank you, God, for opening me up to hear, thank you, the message deeply. I release my human attachment to what I've been studying. I know I'm prepared because you prepared me. I let myself open up, hear your message, hear your voice, and I speak. Thank you, God. Amen. And so last week as we were talking, we were saying that the parables that Jesus used, when he said, you are permitted to understand uh, the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, he was saying that the reason why they were permitted to understand it is because they were around him, so he could explain it to them. But the truth is, when you move into a deeper understanding, uh, uh, you do it by going inside to get a deeper understanding through hearing from the word of God. The kingdom of heaven represents spiritual consciousness. It represents when you go inside, close the door, and you sit and meditate on God's word. Because that's the only way you can truly get it. I said last week, I may give you what the, what the uh, message is for today or next Sunday or even last Sunday, but that is the interpretation that came through me. It is a spiritual understanding and a spiritual interpretation that comes to me, but the only way for it to intimately, let me say this again, the only way for it to intimately, into me I see, it to touch your hearts intimately is for you to go inside and see it for yourself. The Bible says, test the spirit by the spirit. So when I tell you the thing, you may get happy, but until you get inside with God, you aren't going to be thrilled in, jubilish, uh, in jubilation. I always try to make up my own words. <clears throat> so I was saying that Jesus spoke in parables, I know I was about to go, because now there were several, several types of people that came to hear Jesus. There were those who came just to enjoy the stories. So they didn't get much out of it because they were just coming just to enjoy the stories. There were those who came to scrutinize and pick apart what he was doing, like the Sadducees, the Pharisees, and the rabbis, because he was getting attention and he was speaking in a way that made deeper sense than they were, and he was also practicing what he preached and calling them out in the process. They didn't like that too much. The other people who came were those who were kind of ready to step into it but did not want to do the work. Because it takes some work to live in the kingdom of heaven. It really does. It takes some work not to cut somebody, else, uh, cut somebody out when they cut you off on the road and not go into road rage. I mean, seriously, especially if you're running late. It takes a minute to do that, you know? But then there's those who came to really hear, to really dig in, to really solidify, to really step into an intimate, up-close and personal relationship with God. And those are the ones who got the deeper understanding of what Jesus was talking about. And so he's, that's why he says that. When we, we went down to the reason why they couldn't hear is because their hearts were hardened and that we needed to look at our lives because our lives actually are parables in their own right. Each one of us has a specific lesson that we are here to learn. And if you don't know what it is, like I said last week, look at what you're dealing with and what you've been dealing with throughout your life. That misery, quote-unquote, is your ministry. And the way that you overcome it with God is the way that it becomes your ministry because people watch you. What you are doing is not just for yourself. You're an example for the world. That's why there's this saying, do as I say, not as I do. Because some parents told us not to do stuff, but they were doing it too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I told them last week, Daddy, I tell all my business. I told her you used to say, telegraph, telephone, telekelly. Well, it ain't changed. <laughs> Who did that? I did. I'm so sorry. Everybody else, don't tell them you did it. <laughs> but yes, anything, whatever it is that you are going through in your life, even if it's just a moment and you pass through it and you've mastered it, now you get to be a testimony for those who were going through it themselves. Now you get to show them the way just like Jesus showed us the way. Jesus was our way sure, the way, the truth, and the life, right? Well, you can be, when you demonstrate the way, the truth, and the life, the way Jesus did, you can be that for someone as well. As a matter of fact, we're meant to be. We're meant to be. 
Jesus said to come and overcome the world. Jesus came to come, said to come and be fruitful and multiply. He wasn't saying be fruitful and multiply in those things that are against God. He was saying be fruitful and multiply in the things that represent the consciousness of the abundance that you are, the love that you are, the truth that you are. Amen? Amen. So let's go further. We got down to um, where it says, when you hear, let's see, we're down at 15. For the heart of these people are hardened. And their ears cannot hear, and they are closed, they have closed their ears, so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear. Now, that's powerful to understand. On the surface level, it means you're not coming from a state of love, you're coming from a state of separation, limitation, seeing things and jealousy and those kinds of things on a surface level. But the heart in the Bible also represents your subconscious realm, your consciousness, those things that are hidden in your mind that need to come to light for you to clear them out of the way because it's blocking you from being and hearing and, and uh, intimately experiencing the kingdom of God inside of you, the spiritual consciousness inside of you. Don't you know that the greatest, most powerful part of you that you cannot see is the spirit of God inside of you? And that spirit of God inside of you is so close. That's why I say closer than hands and feet, because it is your hands and feet. It's the actual expression inside of you that we are meant to have a relationship with. And if you are caught up in the world, if you're caught up in what your mama did, your daddy did, your sister did, your ex-husband did, your friend did, your, all of the things, if you're caught up in resentment, caught up in doubt, caught up in worry, caught up in low self-esteem, caught up in all of the unworthiness, all of these things that block you from being a full expression of the consciousness of God, your heart is hardened. It doesn't just mean if you're being mean to somebody. Anything that's stopping you from being a full understanding and to hear fully that still small voice because you're distracted, look at over here, and God say, woo, woo, woo. Your heart's hardened. It may not be completely hardened, but it's hardened somehow. And you can't hear because you're distracted. Those things distract you. They keep you from feeling, knowing, being, experiencing, and expressing the love that you're created to be. It keeps you from hearing, being, feeling, experiencing, and expressing loving God with all your heart, your mind, soul, and strength, and being that expression to yourself and then the world. Does that make sense? So as, God, so as Jesus is telling these parables, these people were so caught up in the, like I said, some of them came, the ones who came who weren't truly there to hear the word, were here all distracted in what's going on, gossiping and all of these, and just paying attention to the story and enjoying being around each other, not wanting to go deeper. Does that sound like some people who could be in church? I mean, it's still happening, right? 2,000 years ago it happened. He wasn't even in a church. He was walking around. Now we're in the church still demonstrating this. So these stories are just as relevant now as they were back then. So how do we listen in a way that every time we hear, we get a deeper understanding because we've softened our heart? The first way we listen is through willingness. You got to take your choice, your freedom of choice, and choose God first above everything else going on, even your spouse, your children, everything, because that's the only way you can be the best expression of yourself to yourself, to your children, to your spouse, is if you go to God first. So you got to be willing to go inside yourself and shut the door. So that as you read, even before you pick up a Bible and read it, even before you come in here and sit down, that's why we pray first and we center ourselves in God. We take a deep breath because it was the breath that woke up Adam, gave life to Adam. So it's the breath that gives life to the spirit part of us to open up our understanding so that we can hear deeply and be deeply. And there's a deep thing when you hear God and you know you've been blessed. When you hear and you say, I just felt the Holy Spirit, caught the Holy Ghost. Because you experience it. You don't just get the aha. You experience it on such a deep level that you never experienced it before. And don't you know as deep as you've gone already, it's time to go deeper? It's time to go deeper. But we got to soften our hearts. We got to let go of the distractions. 
Life's going to keep going on. It's going to keep on, keep on going on. But we're supposed to stay in the presence of God while we're keep on keeping going on in that. We're supposed to be that light in the dark, the seeming darkness. Because if you turn on a the light, there is no darkness. There is no darkness. So the first thing is we need to be willing to choose God first. And then choose to hear from the heart of spirit. Not our human understanding that I already know. Oh, I already know that. This is what it's been. Mm-hmm. This, 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 this. That's what you know so far. But God wants to take you further. You got to drop that cross. Bear it. Let it go. And you got to hold God's hand and tune into the spiritual connection of God within you. So that when you hear, you hear on a higher frequency. You know, you blow the dog whistle, the dogs come running. God's blowing a spiritual whistle. Are we coming running? Like, seriously. There's that part of you, that still small voice, that's really, really moving inside of you. And some of us are just so distracted, we don't hear it. Some of us hear it sometimes. Some of us hear it more times than sometimes. We're created to hear it all the time and be the frequency of it, that there's nothing that we have to keep tuning into. Because God is the radio station and we are the radios, and the frequency of God's word is the, what's being sent out to us, the divine idea, the divine word, the divine message that God has for us. And we got to stay tuned in. Sometimes we go through life, oop, get off, the, we get off, all we hear is static. That's because you got a hardened heart, because you're distracted somehow by something else. It is not a bad thing. It's just the is what it is thing, and we can move ourselves into listening through the spirit part of us. And then you see through the spirit in you. Take away what you think it should look like. Wash it away. Let those, that, those scales fall from your eyes on what you've already seen happen. Because we take what we've already seen happen and we create an expectation that what we liked about it should happen again. And then it don't happen and we get upset. We get some kind of disappointed and pissed. When you let go and you just listen and let the flow of God flow in you, and close your eyes to the world and open your eyes to spirit, you see something deeper going on. You may see people shooting up. You see the, some person on a surface level will say, that person's evil. Another person will say, that person's hurting. That person needs to experience God. There's a difference in the way you say it. One way is said with judgment. The other way is said with discernment and said with understanding. And said, was seeing from the eyes of God that has love and does not condemn because it knows that you, we've messed up ourselves too in some kind of way. And the kicker is, even if we say, man, I want to knock that person out and we don't do it, Jesus said it's just as bad. Just as bad. The only difference is that person went out and did it. So we need to correct ourselves and move ourselves to seeing from the eyes of compassion and love and truth. God, show me the eyes. Show me how to see this. And when you do, you go down to where it says in verse 16. Well, no, 15. It says, and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. Because you're not listening to what Jesus is saying in the word on what to do in order to move your mind, our fourth unity principle, we align our minds with God through prayer meditation, through denying the power of what's going on that's hurting us, and through affirming the truth of God in the situation. And when you do that, then you can hear how to heal the situation. I heard this story of this guy who was, uh, called himself an atheist, and he started going to this church. He started listening to, uh, uh, first he was going to these meetings that were for people who considered themselves atheists. And he said, you know what, I'll start going to church. And he went. He was receptive to the word. He was opening up to it. And this guy had um, messed really bad knees. He couldn't stand for a long time or sit for a long time because he had bone rubbing against bone. He was open. He had started to listen from a spiritual, let me see, perspective. And at that time, someone was in there praying. And they prayed over him, and it healed his knees. All you need is a mustard seed of faith. 
and God will do the rest. That's why the Bible says in our humanness, you cannot. But with God, all things are possible. All you need to do is open your eyes and see it. Even if you're just imagining it, that's the only way it's going to happen anyway, is through you imagining it. Line yourself up with the flow of God inside of you and let God open you up. That's all you got to do is be willing, <clears throat> make the choice, and do the thing. The next thing is when you see, you have to be receptive and open to what it is. Not shut down and already ready to combat it and uh, come have a conflict about it and, oh, that's not going to work. Or when you do that, you have a heart and heart. You have to be open. You have to be open. And when you are, not only do you, are you open enough to listen, hear, and understand, but you're open enough to obey it, what God is saying. Listening does not just mean to hear it. It means to heed it. Does that make sense? And last week we said there's sometimes we're told to do something and we don't do it because something inside of us is blocking. Oh, I'm going to do it next time. When, you're, when we're told to do it, one of the things that's really important is for us to do it right in that moment, in real time, because the blessing's waiting right there. And if you don't do it right there, it'll pass you by until you line yourself up again because God works with us. We have free will. We be in the flow, we'll we be, we'll be lined up, and then we decide to choose because we get distracted by the world, and we lose that blessing. We lose that blessing that's sitting waiting there for us to receive it. And then the parables, which represent our lives, there's a blessing in every single story. And if you're, if you're caught up in what's happening on a surface level, you're going to miss what's happening on a deeper level. And that's why he tells the disciples that they are blessed because they can see. To be blessed means to confer good upon. So they're blessed because they're seeing the good in the situation, because God is using Jesus to share it to, with them. But one of the things he said when he left when he was leaving, as he said, I'm going, to, I'm going to breathe the Holy Spirit on you, which means I'm going to open you up to go inside and find that understanding yourself so that when I leave, you're still not dependent on me physically being here, but you follow the spirit of what I've told you to do in my teachings. Does that make sense? So he says, I tell you the truth. Many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but didn't see it. And they long to hear what you hear but they didn't hear it. The prophets were spiritual people, were people who were spiritually in tune. And they served as an uh, um, intercessory between God and people of Israel. Now remember, spiritually, the people of Israel who are the chosen people represent those of us who walk in spiritual awareness, spiritual consciousness, in a relationship with God. When you go on a deeper level on what the meaning of prophet is, it's that spiritual thought inside of you waiting to be heard. It's that spiritual message inside of you waiting to be tuned into. It's that spiritual expression, that next spiritual move waiting to be moved by you as an expression in the world. It's that next thing that God is waiting to do in and through you if you open up your ears to hear it and then walk in it. Does that make sense? That's why our life is a living, moving, breathing parable that is being created in real time right now. And it is important for us to be tuned into what is it that God's telling us. Now, the prophets back then were so caught up in what they had already known. Jesus called them hypocrites because they were doing things just to be seen. They're praying, oh, Lord, you know, theoret uh, as if they were acting just to be seen. Instead of being tuned into the presence of God and speaking when they're led, sometimes you're not meant to speak. Sometimes you're meant to pray silently. Sometimes you're just meant to sit and be the presence of God. Let them tune in and you support them as they're tuning in. Sometimes you're not meant to take the steal the thunder by sitting up praying the most eloquent prayer you can pray so all eyes are on us. But we get caught up in spirit sometimes. And that's when the heart hardens and God can't really do anything with you. He also said the righteous people. Righteous people, when you look at it on a surface level, 
those who are morally in tune. Righteousness means right-minded thinking, has nothing to do with morals and everything to do with the expression of God. Righteousness means having a right relation with every aspect of your life, starting with God, because only when you have that relationship with God first can you guide yourself into having and let God guide you into having a right relationship with everything else. Your money, your job, everything. Money is the root of all evil. Uh Uh-uh-uh. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. But when you're caught up in uh, being um, critical and condemnation, ooh, money is the root of all evil, you forget that it's the love of money. Anything that blocks you from being and having God first in your life, even the people. I, I told you guys, and I'm going to keep reminding you, but I remember when I married God, and I said, God, I will put you first. I will never put another man or woman before you. And if I do, I give you permission to take that person out of my way, even if it is me, because I know God has free will, gives us free will. So I gave God permission. I know it's going to happen. I'm giving you permission right now to do it. And I said, even if it's me, then I realized later on as I got deeper into it, it's always going to be me because I'm the one making the choice. I, 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 I challenge us now to choose God every single time. I challenge us now that whatever you're going on in your life, to move inside and ask God to help you find the meaning. And when you do, there's a scripture that I love. It comes from... Ezekiel 36, 26. I like reading from my Bible, so let me open up my Bible. Well, oh wait, I went to Psalm first. So Psalm 51, verse 10. I'm going to do that one first. And I want you to repeat after me. This is Psalm 51, verse 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew, Renew a loyal spirit within me. And I want you to say it like you know is for, this is the truth. Do not banish me from your presence. Do not banish me from your presence. And don't take your Holy Spirit from me. It's beautiful that that's there because we think that God takes God's Spirit from us, but you can never be separated from God. And you will always be in the presence of God and God's Holy Spirit. But we get caught up, and we get caught up in a world of separation, limitation, and we think that God has lost us because we have lost God. It's up to us to remember to go back into it. Now I'm going to read this last piece, and then I think I'm feeling God closing me out. It, um, it says, unseal my lips, O Lord, that my mouth may praise you. You don't have to repeat it. He says, do not, you do not desire a sacrifice, or I would offer one. You do not want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken spirit and a repentant heart, O oh God. My challenge for us all today is to sit every morning before we go, uh, wake up and even before you go to bed at night. And ask God to create in you a clean heart. It is only from the clean heart that you can tune into the spirit in you. Release everything in the hidden parts of my recesses of my mind and my heart, God, that I'm holding on to and I do not know is there. Because I promise you there's a lot of good there that you do not know is there. Especially if you live many years, there's some stuff there that needs to be flushed out. Ask the Holy Spirit to come in. By saying that, create in me a clean heart, O God. The Holy Spirit is the holy expression of God's work. And when you ask that, the Holy Spirit is waiting to do it, but it needs our permission. God, I'm ready for you to soften my heart. Together, God, I'm ready for you to soften my heart. Put your hand over your heart. Take a deep breath. I love you, God. I love you, God. I love you, God. It is my wish to make you number one all the time. Please help me do so. That I may hear in my, the parable of my life your message talking to me. The parable of my life, your message talking to me. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. Thank you.
like these. So let us uh, go ahead and close our eyes and bring to mind what you feel led to give as a donation for today. And remember, as you take a deep breath and breathe in a consciousness of prosperity, woo, knowing that whatever you feel led to give, God is guiding you and you have abundance you're coming from. And let's go ahead and affirm our, grow, our uh, love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have all that I give 
and all that I receive. Thank you, God. And you can, there will be someone in the back of the uh, sanctuary to take your donations as you leave out. Online, you can go ahead and go to unityfh.com, make your donations there, or you can send them in through check. It's up to you. Let's stand so we can uh, say our prayer for protection. Oh, we're going to have the kids come up front, please. <laughs> All right. Well, before we close out today, as the kids come up, of course, we need to recognize that this, again, is a very special day. It is a birthday for Reverend Kelly Kincaid. So we want to make sure that we celebrate that. And uh, I believe the kids have something for her. Well, the kids didn't want to miss this special opportunity to sing to their favorite reverend. So if you would join us, we want to sing happy birthday to Reverend Kelly. And everybody made a card for her today. So Okay, so we're going to sing happy birthday. So... as she's getting her cards, uh, there is a special card that we want everybody to sign. It is going to be downstairs in the social hall after today, or I mean after the service. So, uh, but it's going to be up for about a week. So for those of you, maybe you're watching online, you weren't here, you're going to get a chance to sign it as well. So we'll be downstairs. There'll be some special treats down there today uh, for coffee and all of that uh, in honor of Reverend Kelly's birthday. So happy birthday. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm excited to read the cards. Well, now we can do our prayer for protection? Yeah. Now okay. we can do our prayer. Now we can do our prayer for protection. Together. Oh, we want to get There it goes. <laughs> there we go. Together. The light, the light of God, God surrounds us. us. The love of God, God enfolds us. us. The power of God, God protects us. us. The presence of God watches over us. us. Wherever we are, God, God is and all is well. And now, amen. Now we'll sing our peace song. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate.